0: and welcome back to processions this is episode four and just a quick note before i get into the reading these first five episodes are going to be available immediately for the public right when they come out but after that there will be a seven day delayed patreon exclusive where you'll be able to listen to for example episode six on the day that episode 11 is released on the patreon and so today with episode four i'm really excited to be reading a more contemporary book than the last three uh, rebecca spang's stuff and money in the time of the french revolution Um, i've actually written on this book elsewhere in a little blog post but um, i find this book so interesting and such an interesting history even though i think i have some theoretical quibbles with spang this history really demonstrates the political horizon with which money creation and the mediation and structuring of that money creation, not just at the quantitative level as I'm creating this, this credit over there and that over there, but at the structural level, how important it is and how historically this question has been so important for the long histories of politics and political theory that we think we know pretty well. So with that, let's dig in. In all cases, it is human beings who make stuff into money. While it is always human beings who make physical objects and social relations into money, only rarely is this a conscious choice or the immediate outcome of legislative action. Currency may or may not circulate legally, but its legal status alone does not automatically confer value in the eyes of those who use it. Consider, for example, the skeptical way many Americans react to $2 bills or the response of English shopkeepers to bills printed in Scotland. Rather, money's value is conventional and socially based. Learned in early childhood and made visible when a certain sort of transaction is made, trust in a currency manifests itself most often in actions rather than words. Like the alphabet, money is something we learn when we are young and rarely question afterwards. Dimes, nickels, and quarters continue in our lives, as do the letters A, B, and C. All become automatic from being repeated in the same fashion, over and over and over again. The shared cultural work of giving money value is both constantly being done and very rarely recognized as such. In this way, money is like the category of gender, as explicated by the critic and philosopher Judith Butler not fixed or made once and for all but something that exists thanks only to its repeated enactment not one interpolation but a whole series of them the process is historical and ongoing but its effects are most often misrecognized as natural and static in most cases monetary transactions are therefore characterized by what we might call quote, involuntary trust unquote. a trust itself resulting from involuntary even unconscious memory Following Michel Aglietta and André Orlean's formulation in their La Monet Sovereign, we can identify at least two interrelated registers of monetary trust. When it functions in an unremarked-upon fashion, money both reveals and depends upon a hierarchical or vertical organization of trust between those who use it and the issuing entity, and a somewhat more horizontally-structured habitual trust between buyers and sellers, for instance. Based in repeated actions and regular expectations, these hardly conscious forms of trust sediment into an understanding of how the world, and crucially, the other people in it, naturally work. In this way, money is also an institution or microtechnology for the production and reproduction of shared norms and social cohesion. And so, there's obviously a lot going on there. But this is and represents the perhaps main theoretical thrust of a Dr. Spang's book, and it articulates a few things, and I'll repeat them before I want to perhaps unpack and hopefully critique them. Um, so first is that money has two forms, right? It has a vertical dimension and a hierarchical dimension, and these are imagined somewhat in tension then we have the nature of money as a sort of ongoing social form and problematic the reference to butler and gender is perhaps apropos and i think there's a way to redeem that in the sense of the queerness of money which to anyone who remembers let's just say last december uh that will speak resonant to those twitter followers um and so from such a habitual performative maintenance of money we see its social malleability and adaption right and it's it's a political question and a social question and so these are that's a part that i want to affirm in Spain. but i think as the reference to the french title book right the sovereign money um represents is that there's still a reductive vertical and horizontal relationship that's going on right We need to importantly think about payment systems and the way that any horizontal transaction is predicated upon, not just an issuing authority and a taxing authority, but also this fabric of payment that is ongoing. And and what, what her book shows is that thinking of it precisely in those ways leads to, without this mezzo right this middle structure and we can look back to potentially some dante from yesterday right thinking about this mid structure this meso level mediation of the payment system right of various forms of receivability that are local and not sovereign in any sense right that they're dependent but that necessarily constitute whether it's cultural which she spang certainly uh, allows space for, or legal, which I think Spang doesn't quite give enough credence to. These structures are ongoing parts of the facilitation of the value of a currency, which is the central problematic in her book because of the way the Assignats, which were created after the French Revolution, ended up becoming hyperinflationary in a a very complicated set of ways that lead to oftentimes an underappreciation for the taxation authority or the way in which money needs to be destroyed and others for an underappreciation of the way the legal structures need to mediate the ongoing receivability of a new politicized currency. And so I also want to think about the way Spang talks about money dimes nickels quarters being like the alphabet right because of course we all know the alphabet we're taught the alphabet but where are we taught the alphabet well sometimes at home sometimes in school where where is the alphabet codified if there are any let's say conflicts about the alphabet I'm like no D goes before B and someone is like no you're wrong this is written down in a dictionary right and 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 mediated by certain forms of juridical authorities right and so yes the alphabet is a, available for play of course but there is also a structure to it and so it's not an either or situation right it's not words or actions this is not a dialectical drama of ideal versus material right Um, And so the ongoing performative Butlerian problematic of money is not just about me and you performing money, right? And performing its structure, even though, of course, it also is. But it's also about nodes of issuance and receivability also performing that through legal means, right? The law itself being a performance of the structure of the law. And so I think that is really important to say because the last part that Spang talks about is the way that money functions as a sort of interpolation, right? In this Althusserian mode of ensuring social coordination and cohesion. But crucially, that Althusserian mode imagines a prior to the alphabet, let's say, right? In which the legal structure functions to codify And establish the subject that then performs and participates in the making and remaking and unmaking of money but if we can use the we can use the alphabet as an example here right the structures of the alphabet of N alphabet not any one alphabet precede these performances right we can think about the way in which humans have always been speaking and the way speaking, as Derrida says, is just like writing, right? And so this writing form, this post form of writing is, a, is an important prior to, right? It's a, you enter into it midway on your journey, on our journey to quote from the last episode in Dante again. And so unraveling all of this, I think we can use Spang to importantly affirm the post-structural tradition while necessarily going beyond it right going beyond its premises the alphabet is not to- is not a totality and deterministic right we can play with it i'm doing it right now i'm i'm creating within its analogical structure i'm making meaning out of it just like money just like you know like minsky says anyone can create money the problem is getting it accepted and i can create a word just right now, right, to you. And if we trust one another, and I do think trust is important here, um, as a talk by Robert Hawks, which is in the Money on the Left archive, in a literary sense of trust, we could I could point you there. But there is a way in which receivability is can then be politicized, right? My word can be receivable, can be meaningful. We well, see this all the time with memes, right? And then it can be, formalized and become a part of the dictionary as it were right we even see this with actual memes and so that's a long way of talking about spang's work and i hope you got something from it all right please like and subscribe to the patreon so that you can get next week's episodes as they come out have a good one